You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, and we've got a lot to dive into. J.J. Redick had his official unveiling. It was a conference call. I was on there. I'll give you a recap of all of that. Should make you really excited to have this guy in the fold with your New Orleans Pelicans. Then we have a bunch of news about Zion Williamson. Not going to be playing with Team U.S. Say As much as that experience would have been a benefit for him, it's better that he's not. I'll explain why. And you might have heard he might have a shoe deal coming or some endorsements heading this way. We'll dive into what that means as well. And then one or two bits of news regarding the Pelicans coaching staff. Yes, they're still interested in Jeff Bizdelic, but another guy might be leaving and this could be a big loss for New Orleans. I'll let you know who it is and why and more in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So quick note before we dive into the J.J. Redick introductory press conference, as you could probably tell from yesterday where there was no podcast, we're probably now at three days a week for this period of the summer. So yes, while the tagline is your team every day, it does hit a serious point in the summer where it's a little slow. We're probably there right about now. No more major news really coming for New Orleans. We're still going to go probably three days a week. It may drop a little bit below that here or there, just depending on my schedule over the summer. And we'll ramp back up as we head towards training camp, towards uh Uh, the preseason and the regular season. So don't worry, we'll be back just a little bit slower now. I'm going to keep trying to do interviews like we've been doing more in the summer. It just is a little bit easier to schedule time to record when you don't have games and practices and all of that. So just a quick programming note on what to expect going forward for the next month or two. So big news of yesterday, I guess, is that J.J. Redick was introduced to the media via conference call, and you got a sense that this was how it was going to end up. J.J. Redick released his podcast last week where he talked about, yeah, I'm not going to do a big press conference thing in person unless they really want me to, but we know New Orleans does want to kind of introduce these guys. They want to get a few questions out there and kind of make a good first impression, and like they did with Trajan Langdon, they decided to go with a conference call. They did it for Swin Cash, too, do a conference call instead of a big in-person press conference because J.J. Redick is vacationing in the Hamptons with his wife and children right now. That sounds nice. And he just really values this family time with them before, I guess, he gets very busy and on the road and maybe isn't around nearly as much as he would like to be during the regular season. So cool from him and comes off because of that. Not that I have kids, but as a very relatable guy because he was about a minute or two late to the conference call to introduce him because his wife was out. He was with the kids kind of dealing with them and couldn't find any service in the house that they've rented for the summer. And then throughout the call, you hear his kids in the background. At one point, he had to stop answering a question that he had been asked and respond to one of his kids before coming right back and seemed like maybe he needed to kind of wrap everything up a little bit sooner rather than later. In a way, it's kind of adorable, actually. And just makes him relatable. You kind of feel like he is the dad of the Pelicans in a way, being the elder statesman with the team. He actually. 
actually has in the league currently the longest active streak of making the playoffs in consecutive seasons. He's made it every single year of his career. That's pretty cool. And he said he would not have come to New Orleans if he thought that they wouldn't be making the playoffs or if they were outside looking in and really does believe in this. He's not looking at this point to only be a mentor, which he's going to be doing. And I'll touch on that in a moment. But he also wants to compete and he wants to win. And as David Griffin said, he's going to have a lot of sweat equity with this team. David Griffin kind of gave us a little bit of insight into the pitch that you'd give a guy like this when he did it for Vince Carter on the jump one day during NBA Summer League saying, you want a guy to come in who will do the mentoring and be part of that. You also need to pay them appropriately. J.J. Redick definitely is being paid appropriately. $12.5 million this year and next. No options on either. It's fully guaranteed. And he's going to get plenty of playing time. That's an important part of it too. And that's why, unfortunately, you're not going to see Vince Carter on this team because, well, there's just not enough minutes for him in the backcourt. Maybe not the money he would like either. So it was kind of interesting to see how they brought him in. Reddick did say that Philly, and this is not a knock on Philly because he enjoyed two of his best year, two of the best years of his career there, that they did make him an offer. Didn't go into details what it was, but he chose to come here instead. And a big part of that was the relationships he has with a few of the guys here. First and foremost being Drew Holiday, who's been the focal point of everything with this team so far this offseason. He's known Drew for a long time. He said he's always wanted to play with Drew Holiday. And we heard him say on his podcast that Drew Holiday did a little bit of recruiting to get him to come to New Orleans. And that he thinks Drew's ability on both ends of the court, offense and defense, are going to make him a better player. So Drew was very involved in this, showing the role that he's taking with this team this offseason. Very, very cool to see. The other relationship that sounds like it was really important was with Trajan Langdon. Langdon did the majority of the recruiting in uh, from the front office uh, standpoint to bring Redick here to New Orleans. They've known each other for about 20 years. I think um, Langdon was either in the league or playing in Europe when J.J. Redick was at Duke in college, and they're both Duke guys, and that probably had a part of it. He said that his agent mainly dealt with David Griffin, but Langdon's the guy that brought him here to New Orleans in that relationship that they had. Griffin then went on to say, or prior to all of this, that J.J. Redick was a loud, noisy statement that this was not the same old Pelicans organization, and that Getting a guy like that to come here to New Orleans is a big thing. And I've said similar things like that. I talked about it with Gus uh, on Monday's podcast saying that, hey, being inquired about for Drew Holiday to pair with Kawhi Leonard is a hell of a statement that you've got a very good player here. So J.J. Redick, who was in high demand and had multiple offers out there, as he said, wanted to come to New Orleans and take on this role. Very, very cool. It sounds like also Zion and um, Jaleel Okafor are also uh, part of that reason too. the Duke contingent. They've got five guys now on the team. If you count Trajan Langdon, he said in four or five years, they'll probably have 15 guys on the team who played from Duke and that it really is a brotherhood and something that he looks forward to having here. He's big on Zion. He watched about eight to 10 games of him at Duke. He doesn't get to watch a ton during the regular season because, well, he's focused on his NBA career, but couldn't believe the type of player that he was and that he was a generational talent 
Allen is a quote, but thought he needed some more shooting around him and never thought he would actually be the guy to do it. So that's a very cool thing. Um, and, you know, really believes that Zion Williamson is going to be a game changer here. He's very familiar with Alvin Gentry. Gentry was an assistant coach when he was with the Clippers a couple of years ago, knows his offense, knows what he needs to do in that offense, and is going to fit very well in what they're looking to build here and the way they're looking to play. The other few things I think that are worth mentioning from this is, you know, they asked him, what did you, what was your perception of the team before? When did it start to change? And he said, hiring Dave. David Griffin changed my perception of that team and perception around the league is starting to become a really important thing. There were rumors out there that the Indiana Pacers couldn't get meetings or or any interest from even the mid-level guys in free agency, those mid-tier free agents. None of them wanted to go play in Indiana. They had to pay Malcolm Brogdon, who I really like, a lot of money as a restricted free agent in a situation where they knew the Milwaukee Bucks likely weren't going to match to make a splash. They didn't get anyone else. They had to make trades and bring him in through the draft and so on and so forth. Having a guy like J.J. Redick, who maybe wasn't the top, top tier of free agents, but isn't horribly far behind that given the type of player that he is and what he can bring to a team, is a big sign around the league that things are going well in New Orleans. So very cool to see him come here. And I think this is a big, loud, noisy statement that this is not the same old Pelicans organization. He and his family are going to be moving to New Orleans from his podcast. If you listen to it, you know, he's big on culture, city, food, those type of things. And he's really excited to move down to New Orleans and really kind of embrace the place that he's going to be living. He seems very excited about that. And I think the quote was, this is going to be so much fun for me outside of playing for this team, organization, and city. Just living in New Orleans, I'm very excited about it, end quote. That's awesome. This is a good way to really endear yourself to fans. I think this is a guy who's going to just kind of throw himself into everything. I'm looking forward to have him here. At one point in the summer, we're going to be doing a deep dive on how he's going to play, how he's going to help this team. But overall, just a very good introductory press conference and a guy who's going to fit really well with New Orleans. Last thing I do want to say from this does talk about the mentoring. He knows that that's going to be his role coming in. He talked about how he mentored each one more already when they were both in Orlando when each one more came into the league. And he said, my style of mentoring is not walking into a locker room, barking orders and telling people what they need to do. It's more of a one-on-one style, uh, you know, a relationship built type of mentoring rather than I'm an expert. Listen to me. That fits what they're building culture-wise here in New Orleans and with this Pelicans franchise. So overall, it's a great guy to bring in. This is a very good signing for New Orleans. And I'm looking forward to JJ Reddick's two years here. So before we look at Zion Williamson, his new endorsement deal with the Jordan brand and some potential shoes that are coming, as well as him not playing with Team USA, I want to say if you missed it and I didn't get a chance to talk about this on Monday, we did the Pelicans live show, interactive live show on Twitch on Sunday. Me, Rory Calais, John Nathan Raby of LockedOnPelicans.com, both of them having a lot of fun, talked about this team. It's interactive, so your questions come through. People can see them. We see them. We answer them. And we got to 
answer a lot of the burning questions that people had. We had a lot of fun on there just making jokes and also talking about some former Pelicans. Most of you guys who were in there were pretty good. If you want to watch it, it is saved at twitch.tv slash NOLA underscore Jake. That's twitch.tv slash NOLA underscore Jake. It's saved there for like three, four months. I have the file too. We're going to be doing those pretty regularly with rotating guests. So give me a follow there on Twitch if you get the chance. These are a lot of fun. They're interactive. We'll do them at different times so that people, if Sundays aren't good, are going to be able to watch. So again, that's twitch.tv slash NOLA underscore Jake. So Zion Williamson time here for the podcast. Two bits of news regarding him. Zion is withdrawing from the Team USA select team with a number of other NBA players, by the way, that even were on the select team and some that weren't, uh, to focus really on other things. And David Griffin mentioned it on uh, in the press conference today, the press call today for J.J. Redick, basically saying, yeah, you know, he was a little out of shape in Summer League, and right now we think the focus should just be on him getting ready for the start of the NBA season and hit the ground running a little bit better. This makes a ton of sense. We saw him in Summer League. He looked good but he needs to work on that shot more. He needs to work on maybe his conditioning a little bit more. I don't think it's a weight issue whatsoever. So this makes more sense. He's going to be working out here in New Orleans with the Pelicans coaches, with the Pelicans trainers, and probably developing a personalized plan that's going to keep him ready for the entirety of the NBA season. It just kind of makes a lot of sense. You're seeing a number of big name players back away from Team USA, probably to get ready for this season. The season is more wide open in the NBA than we've ever seen it before, or at least in recent memory. Getting these guys ready for the season to be competitive and maybe get a leap on the competition because they were off busy playing for Team USA, maybe they're a little bit more tired because of that, makes a ton of sense. If Zion's going to be working with coaches all season, get him working with those guys now. Get him understanding the terminology that you use here in New Orleans rather than spending it with Team USA, which has tons of amazing coaches on it. But it's still not the exact same thing. J.J. Redick talked about it a little bit too, the importance of having a good rookie year and being prepared for your rookie year. And that's what New Orleans is doing for Zion. So I don't know if it was a team's decision, his decision, probably a kind of combination of both, realizing he wasn't likely to make the actual roster for it. So why put him through all of that away from the club when he can be here in New Orleans? Also, just kind of figuring out his life. He's got to find a place to live. You've got to get used to a new routine, a new city. You don't want to be going through all of that, you know, and he wouldn't be necessarily as much closer to the start of the regular season. This just makes more sense. It's a way to ease him into everything. I like it. This is a good thing, and this will help Zion have a better rookie year because of it. Other Zion news today was maybe bigger is that he is signed officially now to Air Jordan. That is going to be the brand that he wears. Air Jordan is owned by Nike, so it still puts him under the Nike umbrella, just with a different branding. After the incident that happened in college where his shoe, his Nike shoe, exploded, Nike had to get him somehow, even if it's under a different brand. There were rumors that maybe Puma was making a late run. Don't think that was actually the case. And after the shoe exploded, Nike could not let him go somewhere else because the marketing you could do about that Nike shoe exploding and why he didn't sign there makes Nike look really bad. And that didn't end up happening. He's signing with Air Jordan, so the Jordan brand, which hasn't been all that active 
I mean, they're active. They haven't signed some of the biggest names out there, though. Their NBA roster does have guys like Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, okay? Jimmy Butler, Blake Griffin, Jason Tatum, um, who just recently signed with them this offseason, and now Zion. Zion's probably the biggest superstar, which is different than all-star player, all-NBA kind of player. Superstar, which maybe encapsulates the stuff off the court to sign with them. This was announced right around 11.30 Central Time today. Then right around 12 Central Noon, you started to see billboards go up around the country with his face, um, including a number of them here in New Orleans. They're going to make a big marketing push. I'm assuming he's going to get his own shoe which might mean he gets his own shoe before Anthony Davis gets his own shoe, unless you count those, um, the ruffles, the, what are they, uh, one of the ruffles flavors, I don't know. Uh, AD got his ruffles shoe, not really his own signature shoe, like Zion is likely going to get. It sounds like this deal is $75 million over seven years, which basically runs alongside his rookie deal here in New Orleans. Um, So good chunk of change for the guy. Really, was he going to go back to Duke when you have a $75 million contract before you've played an NBA game staring at you right in the face? Not a chance. So signing with Jordan, it's going to be cool to see what they do. I'm not a huge sneaker guy or sneaker head, and some people I've talked to who are haven't really liked the Air Jordan shoes that they've come out with their different brands and different partners. So we'll see. I'm going to be curious. There's a good chance I'm going to buy a pair of these. So it'll be kind of cool to see what he does. But big marketing for Zion, already the face of kind of an organization and a brand here. Interesting note, it says Kingdom Come on there on the billboards with Zion, which probably has something to do with his name too. When I think of Kingdom Come, I think of the DC Elseworlds comic with the awesome art from Alex Ross. Um so shows my my nerd hopeful cred there. Um, should really read that if you like Batman, Superman, and all of those characters. It's different. It's awesome. It's really good. Uh, so I'm curious to see what the rest of this marketing campaign around Zion Williamson will be. It's going to be a lot of fun. This guy who's got a lot of charisma is just a very likable guy. They're going to put him in ads. They're going to put him in billboards. They're going to put him every single place that they can and likely going to end up getting his own shoe. So there might be some news on the Pelicans coaching staff that's maybe not a good thing for New Orleans. We'll touch on that in a minute here, but don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, it is all there. So wherever you get your podcasts from, just search Locked On Pelicans. So news from the Minneapolis Star Tribune saying that the Timberwolves are in talks to bring aboard Kevin Hansen to the Timberwolves coaching staff. Hansen, if you're familiar, has been here in New Orleans for a number of years now. He works extensively with Anthony Davis and has basically been the person assigned to help develop him and bring him along. Hansen is 6'10", former center overseas, so he's got coaching experience, playing experience, what have you, and largely Anthony Davis points to him as one of the main reasons he's grown into the dominant force in the NBA, as much as we hate him right now, that he is. 
and Hanson's the big guy for or responsible for that. So this would be a big loss for New Orleans as they've been going through a lot of shuffling on the bench, the coaching bench this off season. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the main reason. Hanson um, worked there with AD constantly in the off season during the regular season too. They'd go through extensive workouts before games, after games, even sometimes on the night before a back to back. They'd be coaching him, working with him on the court after a Pelicans game to help him get better. And we've seen Anthony Davis kind of grow into the guy that he's become. So this would be a big loss for New Orleans, particularly since they're bringing in a guy like Zion Williamson and having a player development coach in Kevin Hansen, who coached the summer league team last season, not this past one, the year before that, would be hurting the team because he's a guy who could probably help Zion grow a whole lot. I don't know if this is him being pushed out or maybe him just getting a bit better job offer and more money. And certainly they're trying to bring him in to make uh, Carl Anthony Towns help him take a leap. Towns said the other day he's only played up to 40% of his ability, which he had a really good year that kind of went under the radar last season. If he's got 60% more, he doesn't. But if he did... Hanson's probably the guy to bring it out and, oh my God, look out NBA and why haven't you been playing that level of the whole time, uh, Cat? But we'll see. But losing Kevin Hanson would hurt, but again, there's been some shuffling going on on the Pelicans bench. We still know they want to make an offer to Jeff Bizdelic. They have made an offer to Jeff Bizdelic, and maybe they're just waiting for his contract to expire with the Houston Rockets before officially he comes over. Jamel McMillan came back over to the team as well. They lost Mike Penberthy to the Lakers, and they seem to part ways let's leave it at that with Darren Ehrman the defensive coach last year so some more shuffling going on we'll see if they're either adding or subtracting but losing Kevin Hansen certainly would hurt if you want to learn more about him just google his name really good dude uh you've seen his face before and he's been very instrumental into the development of Anthony Davis uh and him growing into an all-NBA level player both offensively and defensively so you'd like that guy to be working with Zion Williamson It'd be a great fit here in New Orleans, but hey, good for him if he's looking to grow his career, move on, do whatever. And certainly the Pelicans, I would assume, would try and retain him, but sometimes you can't do that and no fault for a guy looking for a better opportunity. So good luck, Kevin Hansen. If it happens, we don't know for sure yet. And until it's officially announced, we won't know anything. So hopefully he stays, but looks like this move could be coming soon. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. We're at three days a week right now, but we'll be back at five days a week before you know it. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, and please leave a five-star review. And as always, I'll be back with you all on Friday. 